Hello everybody, welcome here. It is Nicole of Sincerely Nicole Rose and today is day five of Coronavirus and Christ where we are going through the Desiring God um, devotional written by John Piper, Coronavirus and Christ. So as you know for now, there's a devotional, there's a scripture and I am linking the devotional in the description below and if you would like to follow along, you can do so. And if you don't want to, you can just follow these slides that will be up when I'm, um, when I'm reading. I'll put it on the screen. And if you are following via audio, don't worry, I'm going to read everything for you. So we're starting with the devotional and the title is The Rock is Righteous. If God is going to be our rock, he must be righteous. An unrighteous rock is a mirage. The very thing that a global pandemic shakes is our confidence that God is righteous holy, good. If God is not righteous in the midst of it, we have no rock. So we need to ask, what is the holiness and the righteousness and the goodness of God? Because if we don't know what they are, how will we know if this coronavirus outbreak has made them crumble? God is holy. The root meaning of the Old Testament word for holiness is the idea of being separate from the ordinary. And when applied to God, this separateness implies that he is in a class by himself. He is like a one-of-a-kind diamond, supremely valuable. God doesn't depend on anything else for his existence. He is self-existent, so he needs nothing and depends on nothing. He is complete, perfect. Therefore, he possesses the greatest value as the source of all reality and all value. God's infinite height above all other reality does not mean he is a loveless, solitary mind. God exists as three divine persons, but as these three are one, one divine essence, there is not, sorry, there is one God, not three, but this God exists in a mysterious and true unity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each one of them eternal and without beginning, each one of them truly God. This perfect Trinitarian fellowship is essential to the fullness and perfection and completeness of God. It is essential to his transcendent worth and beauty and greatness. That is, it is essential to his holiness. God is righteous. But the Bible also speaks of God's holiness in terms of morality. To be holy is not only to be separate and transcendent, but also to be righteous. This forces a question that we will have great implications for how we view the coronavirus in relation to God. Since righteousness implies doing what is right and not doing, and doing what is right implies compliance with some standard of rightness, what standard does God's righteousness comply with? The answer is that the standard of God's righteousness is God. He cannot act in a way that would deny his own infinite worth and beauty and greatness. This is the standard of what is right for God. This means that the moral dimension of God's holiness, His righteousness, is His unwavering commitment to act in accord with His worth and beauty and greatness. Every affection, every thought, every word, every act of God will always be consistent with infinite worth and beauty of His transcendent fullness. God is good. 
God's goodness is his disposition to be generous, to do what blesses human beings. The transcendent fullness and perfection of God, his holiness, is like a fountain that overflows. This is why he is disposed to be generous. God is not needy, therefore he never exploits others to make up for some deficiency in himself. Instead, the impulse of his nature is to give, not to get. But his goodness is not disconnected from his righteousness. It is not bestowed in a way that would deny his infinite value and beauty and greatness. What we have seen here will keep us from jumping to the conclusion that God's fingers in the coronavirus discredit his holiness or righteousness or goodness. The coronavirus, therefore, does not point to unholiness or unrighteousness or lack of goodness in God. Our rock in these troubled days is not unrighteous. He is not unholy. There is none more there is none holy like God. There is no rock like our God. 1 Samuel 2 verse 2. Our God is not a mirage. And then the scripture that we're going to read is 1 Samuel 2 verse 2, which is There is none like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. So I love how John Piper goes through this and he breaks it down because to so many people you think when things start to go wrong it must instantly reflect on who God is and his character changes and this is just a flawed way of human thinking when we get really sick. Just an example, I'm pretty sure we've all been very sick at some point in our lives. Um, our first thought is, if I'm so sick how can God be holy? How can God be good? How can God be just? And I love how he goes through it in here explaining what holiness is. So God's holiness is his difference to us. The fact that he needs nothing, that he is the source of all reality, his righteousness, that he is the ultimate moral good and moral good isn't always easy if you think about choices choices the right choices are hardly ever easy when I think of something going on in a workplace or with a client something's gone wrong with a client and I'm in the wrong the easy thing to do is just to say it's not my problem I'm just gonna ignore it and hope the client doesn't notice the right thing to do is to go to the client and say hey I made this mistake, I'm sorry, to think of it in school, it's messing up or doing something wrong and knowing that ugh, I can just lie and no one will notice, I can say I did my homework, the teacher's not going to check, but knowing inside that the right thing to do is to actually say, hey, I didn't do this and I didn't have to tell you but I did because that is what is morally expected of me from God. And man, I love that like he focuses on God is disposed to be generous. He is not needy. So in this time, he is generously offering comfort to the whole world. It is there. All we have to do is reach out, repent, and ask God, if you're already a believer, spend time in prayer, spend time in the word, see how God comforts his people. Look at Paul and Paul and Silas in prison. Um, look, actually just at Paul, what a great example. Look at Jesus on the cross. God is comforter, the immense comforter, and he calls his Holy Spirit comforter. So 
what good news? What good news that God is generous, that He has given above and beyond. He has given comfort that goes beyond our understanding, beyond what we could dream of, that we can lean back and lie on. And with that, I know more people need more than comfort. People need finances. God is faithful. I do not believe in the prosperity gospel. I did not become a Christian to get anything other than salvation because God does not promise that, but he does promise to look after our needs, what that looks like in each person. I don't know. I don't know what God providing for you looks like. I don't know if it's money. I don't know if it's a food bank. I don't know if it's an online job. I honestly don't know, but I do know that God is faithful to look after his believers and he will do that in whatever way is good and holy and righteous for each individual person and that will look different. So, Man, I love how he just brings us back to 1 Samuel 2 verse 2. There is none holy like God, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. And I think that is what we can hold on to is even when we don't understand, we know that God is holy, righteous, and good. Even when we can't see how he's going to work this out, we know that he is holy, righteous, and good. So I'm going to pray us out of today. Lord, I thank you so much that you are holy, you are righteous, and you are good. And I thank you that in this time, during this pandemic, we can lean on you. And I ask that you would show us your ways, your plans. And I also pray that to anybody who's in need of comfort or in need of support, that you would give them the hunger to seek what your word says. And I ask just for a... A desire for prayer, Lord, in these people's hearts, that you would just bring prayers out of them, you would give them the words to pray, and I thank you that you are provider, you are holy, you are good, you are righteous. Amen.